When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, motherfucker! What are you looking at, sir? I'm looking at you, miss. Run that, baby. I'm not the Zodiac. And if I was, I certainly wouldn't tell you. Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Blues Brothers podcast. I'm Blake Howard, and I'm here joined by my dear friend, Alexi Toliopoulos. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. So, look at us. Look at us. You can look at us. How exciting. <laughs> but it's a pleasure to be spinning those discs with you one more time, brother. One more time, and a very special a disc special indeed. occasion. We are holding, we are nursing, in fact, the four... K ultra high definition mm-hmm. and Blu-ray of Peter Weir's The Last Wave, and there is a boy whose commentary <laughs> track we've just been listening to along with Trav Akbar. That is one Alexi Toliopoulos. Yes, it is true. The rumors are true. <laughs> I did record a commentary track for The Last Wave. The great uh, filmmaker and film critic Trav Akbar. Um, yeah, great it was guy. a real, real honor, like honor to be asked. To be honest, I. I um, of course, it's an iconic movie in Australia, The Last Huge. Wave, one of our great filmmakers, Peter Weir. And it's interesting. I was telling you this the other day, Blake. I'm currently working on a project where I'm going to interview some of my favorite filmmakers of all time, lots of great Australian filmmakers. And um, in most of the interviews, I ask them, who are the Australian filmmakers you admire? Who are the Australian filmmakers that you look up to or the ones you res- like? you're interested in the most? And... I think pretty much bar none, they have all said Peter Weir. That's the exact experience that I had even thinking about doing podcaster and commander. So folks are listening to this here on our one hit minute productions feed. You know how deep we are in there. But like I, when I even floated the idea, of course, I I love my silly pun titles mm-hmm. that amuse me and the most out of all yes. of the shows that we do. Um, but Peter Weir, just when you would say it to anyone, it was like, oh, yeah, no, Peter Weir is the greatest filmmaker Australia's ever had. And I think if you had some kind of, you know, international listeners and stuff like that, you know, the first person off the top of their head is like Dr. George because of Mad Max. And, mm-hmm. and then people are like, oh, you know, maybe it's Beresford, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But universally, I think almost it's kind of agreed. It's like Peter Weir's the guy. Mm-hmm. And this film, made in 1977, is a landmark and I, I think it's 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 a landmark in Australian cinema. It put him on the map creatively and internationally, and and really since then, he never missed. <laughs> Pretty much, and especially it's it's an interesting case with this film, I'd say, because it is extremely ambitious, but it also almost feels like his cult film. Yes, because picking a hang rock is so huge it transcended cult 
it's, transcends everything. Like yeah. it's it's a genuine classic of Australian cinema, perhaps the genuine classic of Australian cinema. Like it's when you talk about Australian film, the first two movies most people talk about are Wake and Fright and Walkabout these days, and those are films made in Australia about Australia by outsiders. Uh, the director of Wake and Fright, Ted Ketchoff or Ted Kotcheff, sorry, he is from Canada and made first blood he did make first blood he made weekend of bernie's great films (laughs) and he also uh, then also walk about directed by nicholas rogue an english filmmaker so they're outsiders looking into australia the third film that people say is usually picking a hanging rock and so there is a case to be made that it's the australian movie because it's made by australian filmmaker it's about australia it's it's tendrils are far-reaching beyond even australia the Last Wave, however, some even more ambitious film. Yeah. Uh, I think it is probably up until Truman Show, his most ambitious work. And then, you know, obviously Master Commander succeeds both of those in how <laughs> ambitious it is. I think, like, one of the most ambitious movies ever made to make, like, <laughs> you know, what, a $200 million art house movie? It's a $200 million art house movie based off 20 books that they condense mm-hmm. into one, essentially. Yeah, set out onto the seas. Like, how, <laughs> how insane is that to make that? So everyone, I think, really respects his gumption and, like, what he's able to achieve. The Last Wave, I think, is really interesting because it is, like, a foray into fantasy. And it's a foray into fantasy that tries to take... a. a both a Western or European look into the way that we interpret the supernatural and to interpret paranormal and supernature and also using an Indigenous First Nations Australian approach to trying to understand things that are beyond our natural understanding of things. So it's really ambitious in both its scope and what it is trying to say and what it's trying to do as far as Australian art goes. It's like a huge step forward. And I think it's also really interesting to look at it from both a 1977 lens and a 2023 lens. And me talking with Trav Akbar, who is an Indigenous filmmaker, First Nations filmmaker, um, it was a really interesting conversation to kind of like be hitting those points. I think we had a really great conversation um, and I think it's more of a conversation than just like a commentary. We're not talking about just what we're seeing on film, not just talking about the research that we did to kind of talk about what's happening on the film, to understand it, to interpret it, to give you context. I think it's actually more conversation between us about a lot of it. It kind of we tangent off about like going, uh, talking about the collaborations between white filmmakers and First Nations filmmakers and how that has evolved and where we are now and where we hope to be with that, like with uh, filmmaking in this country. So I have a, I think Travis, like such a brilliant mind. And it was the first time we really met was uh, doing this together. And man, oh, immediately I'm like, I love this man. This guy <laughs> rocks. Um, fast friends, I'd say. Terrific film critic, Trav. Um, I got to chat to him when I was doing the All the President's Minutes project. I've been a huge admirer of his stuff and everything that he's, you know, he does a great job reviewing as both as a filmmaker, but he's mm-hmm. sort of dabbled a, a, as a as a critical mind mm. reviewing Australian cinema, and he's got a really, really insightful and incisive commentary about mm. Australian films. So I think it, the perfect complementary voices doing this. It was fun to 
watch you listen to yourself just oh, ever so briefly. It was not fun for me at moments, <laughs> uh, you know. But but I I think what I think what Australian film um, and Australia in its entire complex construction, um, the best exemplars of Australian film are tied to place mm-hmm. um, and are tied to identity. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I love so much about The Last Wave is that it is, it's kind of like that strange thing where, you know, I, I've heard it described by a great film critic, Bill Gettbeery, is like, if you told me in 1991 that, you know, 30 years later, we'd still be talking about Terminator 2 and how artificial intelligence and the fears of mm. artificial intelligence would still be so prescient, I would have laughed at you. I'm like, no, this wow. is a dopey, awesome Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. But I think that The Last Wave, made in 1977, is still such a powerful tale about this sort of, I don't know, this like subconscious mm. guilt and this pervading thing that Absolutely. happens where you're trying to contend with what Australia is to this day. Um, and And... I think it's amazing and it does talk about place and it does talk about spiritual perspectives and it does have a huge indigenous co-authored voice from the performers and all of the, the, uh, the stories that is, is tied into it. And Peter Weir is nothing if not an exceptionally well-researched and thoughtful mm, filmmaker. Very thoughtful. So, so I, I've loved this movie from the second I've seen it. I saw it on a VHS tape at university mm. about 20 years ago. And I uh, seeing a, you know recently saw a great umbrella release of it. Yeah, they've now, they've now done this upgrade, and I'm like, whenever I see the curatorial eye and real detail goes into bringing together everything that great true Australian works of art that totally could be a curio sitting on your shelf in one format or the other. I love that Peter Weir's stuff is slowly making its way mm. and getting this. You know, getting the the plaudits and the curation that it deserves. So this Absolutely. is this is unreal, man. I'm I'm so proud of you. Yeah, we did our first commentary together. I know Twilight, Twilight, which is again a movie that we both kind of came to, and I I mm-hmm. loved having that because we all we do is natter on. But I I, I want to tell everyone, not only do you need to own this, it's like. I think there are certain films, I think a lot of people do this with films, they're like, I have to upgrade, I go with mm. every sort of generational format. But there, I, I would argue, particularly with Umbrella, there are certain filmmakers that yeah. that it doesn't matter. Francis Coppola, you and I discuss mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah, Cotton Clubs, Apocalypse Nows, yeah. doesn't matter what format it's coming through, it's coming in hot, Outsiders, Absolutely. Rumblefish, you are going to upgrade, it's happening, it's God. inevitable. Um but I, I just want to say I'm really proud of you for doing this. I would not uh, want anyone else to have done a commentary on it but you. So this is huge. An amazing disc. Yeah, amazing ha- disc. Ha- My special feature probably the worst thing on that disc, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> if I could be humble for a moment. If I could just be humble for a second. No, terrific stuff. Interviews with Richard Chamberlain. Um, the David Goldpuller Walkabout um, to Hollywood uh, documentary yeah, in docker. full length is there. Um, terrific disc, terrific, beautiful packages. They've got another, like a sort of hard box, sort of second style mm, hard box. Big box. Big box is just beautiful. This is the sort of standard edition that comes with the beautiful artwork. Um, slip cover on there. This is just the actual 4K disc we've got. But um, man, this is such a special release. I love it. Yeah, very exciting. Honestly, it's a, it, it was a huge honor to be asked. A huge honor to be asked. And I took it very seriously. I read like five books. 
<laughs> I read a lot. And you know, and Lexi even had me digging through yeah. because I have like old research of stuff that I kept and I told him to follow and yeah. I sent him some links and, and, uh, and took some photos of like old excerpts of books that yeah. are hard to, hard to get these days. And so... It, man, you did you did a great job. Yeah, and, and, and there's look. so much about this. It was actually hard to try and keep in time with the film talking <laughs> about it. It was tough, yeah. but I think um, the the conversation that Trav and I have during this film, uh, it's very very cool. I was very honored to get to talk to him about this. So cool. Again, must upgrade film. Must upgrade filmmaker. Umbrella are doing God's mm, work on gosh. this. While we're here, let's pray for freaking 4K for Master and Commander, man. Because I got that Truman Show 4K this week as well. Oh, my God. I, I've, I'm i a completionist this year. I want them all in 4K. I want them all in 4K. I'll keep my green card Blu-ray. I'll keep it. <laughs> no, the, the devastating thing with Master and Commander is that it's trapped in the Fox <gasps> Disney hellhole. We're never going to get it. So we may never get it. I, in fact, have done the Alexi Toliopoulos trick, which I'm going to reveal on this podcast for the first time, which is the special edition DVD cover mm-hmm. and special feature disc is the best mm-hmm. physical media version of Master yeah. Commander. And I bought the Blu-ray and then put the disc in that God. cover. It is over on that shelf right now. Uh, have I which... ever talked about it on the record? I don't know if I've ever said it on a podcast. <laughs> no, no. I make my own box sets sometimes. So where I just go, oh, this one's a better cover, so I will buy it and put the disc in there. And you know what? I'm so proud of you. I actually haven't even told you this. Mm-hmm. I have an original 1970s one sheet of Ted Kotcheff's First Blood that is in my garage right Whoa. now. And to celebrate you mentioning that, I'm going to give it to you after this podcast. No way. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Because it's I'm not, not it's not on the ceiling. It's yeah. not on the ceiling like the, the last Jack action Ass hero is. and Hot Shots Part Two. Yeah, that's good. Um, so you know, uh, I'll make sure Hot Shots. You don't need first blood <laughs> up there. It's, but it's the same thing. <laughs> it's that's what I thought. It's yeah. basically the same thing, guys. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Check this out. Get your hands on it quickly. Umbrella. Um, are not going to sell it. I don't know if it's a limited run. I think this this particular slipcover that was like one of 2,000. Mm. So should be enough to get around it. Get around it. Yeah. Get around our guy Lex. And uh, get around Peter Weir at any any format. Couldn't say it better myself. Love the fella. Hope to one day <laughs> shake his hands. Yet to meet him. Yeah, yet Been to meet him. Been in the same room with him. Never met him. Well, we... We can only both wish that we like uh, mm. the, the... You've met him, but not been in the same room. No, not the so same room. So between us, we've got it. <laughs> we nailed it. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.